going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of... The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. Thought it would have been. Wish it would have been. Acting like I'm fine. It's getting harder to pretend. I said thought you would have been. Wish you would have been. Maybe I was wrong. It was me all along. In case you don't know, I got an album out right now called The Rise of Tim Roosevelt. You can peep it online on YouTube, in particular, link in the description below. But it's also on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, everywhere you get your music. It got records like Day Ones, Mistakes, Balance. It's good music for the soul, good music for healing and growth, and I think you like it. So check it out, The Rise of Tim Roosevelt. But let's get into the story, shall we? First story on the docket. Now... It definitely comes as no surprise to me that there is a little bit of trouble in paradise when it comes to Studio Piro, the studio that handles the likes of the Boruto anime, that handles the likes of the Bleach Styles in your Blood War, that handles the Naruto IP as a whole, etc., etc. When you've had, over this year alone, a few instances of things not going according to plan. Remember that despite the fact that it's been going weekly for many a years, the Boruto anime this year had to stop and ultimately go on I don't want to say indefinite hiatus because they did announce that it will be returning at a given point but it had to go on a major and massive hiatus this year and a lot of the reasonings behind the scenes were basically mentioned that yeah they needed more time to work on the next parts of the anime this that and the third but that is a historic change for the studio that has historically gone through you know naruto shippuden naruto like they never really took big breaks like that it'd probably be at the most a few weeks or during the pandemic they took some weeks off but or i think a few months but it's never been as significant especially without major reasonings like a global pandemic that they would take a big giant break However, the Boruto anime, again, has been off-air for quite a few months now at this particular point. Then, we approached, there was supposed to be at this point, we were supposed to be probably almost on the last episode of it. We were getting the OG Naruto anime new episodes. There was supposed to be four new episodes starting in the beginning of September, and weekly we would have these episodes. And then that as well got delayed and ultimately still at this particular point we don't have no release date for when this thing is supposed to show up despite the fact that it was so close to being released that there was even promos talking about okay this is what the first episode is about this that and the third because it was legit supposed to release at the beginning of september and then at the last moment they decided to put it on delay or hiatus until further notice so that's clear indications that things aren't all hunky-dory over there at Studio Piro. Thankfully, the Bleach anime has been a beacon of hope for like, yo, even though everything else is kind of going to a little bit of bat-bat cray-cray style, Bleach has been doing fantastic. But there's still, you know, a bunch of other sides to Studio Piro and a lot of things has been happening in general that you got to kind of question. Well, apparently, according to sources, Studio Piro has had a lot of animators and a lot of staff members leaving. And I hope this has nothing to do with all of those threats that, you know, some of the animators were speaking out regarding Bleach. But let's just take a quick look at this short thread. For those who are curious, the person who was Studio Piro's president when Naruto and Bleach started was Yuji Nunokawa, and the person who took over for Nunokawa after Bleach ended was Michiyuki 
Honma. And that's where you saw the Naruto Bleach team being split up into more small teams to tackle more anime projects. And some staff members are leaving Studio Piro. Having said that, it looks like Piro is slowing down and going back to how Nunokawa managed things, meaning fewer projects for the main teams at Piro and back to outsourcing or co-producing all the other projects. And off rip it's kind of like holy cow (laughs) you know what i mean because we were on the cusp of a couple of different things again we were on the cusp of the world to anime getting to a climactic part with still waiting for its return don't get me wrong by no means at this point i've learned my lesson of trying to rush things or trying to be like yo bring it back now at the end of the day the longer they take for the world to anime to come back the longer of a time they have to prepare pre-production all of that jazz so when it does return we don't have to run into instances like the boruto crime meme scene where things just go completely haywire but again also we just got the delay of the naruto og stuff so that leads me to believe that probably between all of the stuff that they were doing and in general of course you know a lot of the talent that they got on the bleach styles and blood war they probably stressed things out a little too much and they probably can't no longer handle what they were trying to attempt and they're going to be scaling back i hope with this scale back they decide to utilize the resources to the titles that people are most excited for like again don't change anything unless you're going to improve on the bleach styles in your blood war for the boruto anime ideally i think most people could agree i don't know if they will listen but most people could agree that boruto's anime needs to return as a seasonal thing same way the bleach styles and blood war is being aired so on and so forth people are just not at the point of wanting to watch a new episode well let me not say people because personally i wouldn't mind at this point i <laughs> the naruto franchise has been dry for a long while now i don't care what it is yes i wouldn't mind a weekly thingy majig of something but uh for the most part people want seasonal you know what i mean so if a lot of people are leaving and they're dialing back to how uh nunokawa used to do it yeah put resources on bleach put resources on boruto this og naruto and whatever else you're gonna do uh if they decide to do a seasonal reboot of tokyo ghoul i would be fine with that as well but then again probably be better if there's gonna be a reboot of tokyo ghoul to go somewhere else i'm just saying like studio Piro didn't do tokyo ghoul the most justice but either way it looks like some big changes are going down at studio Piro, which hopefully would lead for the betterment of it hopefully that would mean that people are going to be you know since people are leaving which again is such a very interesting thing to think of to say the least um they're gonna actually start being a little bit more smarter with how they do things but also i guess it's a little scary because they're gonna start outsourcing a lot more which means we could get studio zizagu blah that we've never heard of to be handling key points of different anime and yeah we'll see how it goes i guess Moving forward, in case you don't know, I spoke about it on my other channel. There is a rumored Dragon Ball new anime that is supposedly going to be announced during New York Comic Con this October. And yeah, to give you a brief rundown of what this supposed rumor is, a very strong rumor. A lot of people are saying it's legit. Apparently, the name of this new anime will be called Dragon Ball Magic. The plot will revolve around Goku and Shin, aka the young Supreme Kai, transformed into children by a demon. And they'll be traveling from planet to planet in search of the demon. will be set before the end of z there will be various enemies on each planet there will be new characters two in particular who will help goku and shin obviously old characters will also be there katsuyoshi nakasuru will be the character designer while aya komaki will be the director of the series the style will tend towards that of the 90s but will have modern animation and cg2 like dragon quest die it will be available in the first half of 2024 with 14 to 15 episodes lasting 30 to 40 minutes apiece, and will be published by crunchyroll in most parts 
of the world. And I'm going to be honest with you. A part of me is looking at this thing like it sounds a little bit GT-esque. But ultimately it sounds like fun. And I'm all for a new era in anime and manga where it's not constantly what we've been getting the last three to four years of, you know, focusing on characters dying, depression, sad stuff. Like we had that era. It had its run. I think something like this and something like Fortnite to the Apocalypse and something like a lot of these anime that I'm starting to see are springing up a little bit more fun, a little bit more comedic stuff, a little bit more joy, a little bit more adventure. I think those elements is something that is desperate needed in literature in general right now people need to have fun again with storytelling so if this is a thing for me personally i am excited for it i know people want super anime back but if this is legit i think that this is a good thing and also for younger fans to get into the dragon ball you know fandom as well why not like why do we gotta gatekeep it like no this is for us old heads only you know at some given point eventually they're oh god i called myself an old head what are we doing here oh no <laughs> you know at some given point they're gonna bring back the super anime it's only a matter of time and when that happens we'll get what we want but for now if this is indeed true i'm here for some dragon ball magic let's do it although i don't know about goku getting turned into a kid again it's like damn like we had to really hit it on the nose similar to gt and why did if this is going to be canon was it never referenced in the gt anime like oh this kind of happened to me before i i know these ropes <laughs> you know but i guess we gotta wait and see until new york comic-con to find out if this is legit or not but i thought i'd share it with you because it's been trending wildly ever since the leaks went down moving forward another piece of we'll put it on the rumor pile but i did find this one to be fascinating regarding the future of the creator of fairy tale hito mashima and what he's planning on doing moving forward with some of his works that include Eden Zero and Dead Rock. Now, in case you don't know, the creator of Fairy Tale, he does a trillion things. Very, very inspiring to say the least on how much work he gets done and how much he's doing that he loves seemingly. Um, but he has been working on for a few years now his you know follow-up next series, so to speak, to Fairy Tale called Eden's Zero. Now, Eden Zero at this particular point, because I even checked the latest sales, and if you want to dive more into that one, definitely check out the sales segment that will be towards the end of this episode where I dive into what the latest volume of Eden Zero has sold in like its first few days or whatnot. But Eden Zero sales wise is like it, it's tanking at this particular point. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Hiromashima decides to go a different route because according to this, again, we're going to say rumor, apparently Hiromashima has said that he is stuck between deciding two options, between either ending Eden Zero and focusing in on making Dead Rock a long manga or continuing Eden Zero and making Dead Rock a short manga. Hiro's thoughts about Dead Rock's world have expanded and he has many ideas to make it long. 100 trillion percent, I think that... He should give Eden Zero the best ending possible, end that bad boy off, and keep Dead Rock going. Dead Rock, from what I've read, the first two chapters, I think there's three out right now. It is crazy. It's it's looking like, honestly, to be Hiromashima's best and most innovative story that he's done thus far, bar none. Way better than Fairy Tale. Way better than Eden Zero. It just seems like he's not playing around. This almost feels a little bit more seinen-like for Hiromashima, who's been like notorious for doing more of like shonen tropes and things of that nature. So if this is indeed accurate, I think it would be really, really smart of him to run with Dead Rock, assuming sales of that first volume. I think that 
sales of the first volume of Dead Rock is going to be paramount as to whether or not he decides to go forward with ending Eden Zero and going with Dead Rock or continuing Eden Zero. I guess we got to wait and see, but hopefully sales of Dead Rock are, are good and, you know, surpassing what Eden Zero is doing thus far because that manga right now, boy, I tell you, it's a monthly and it's a, it's a manga and a half to say the least. Moving forward, in an interview this week, apparently the legendary Dragon Ball editor Torishima said it is a pity that, unlike in the early days, One Piece editors these days can no longer disagree with Oda. On the other hand, he praised Oda for his passion and excellence in character creation. So essentially, he's saying that Oda no longer, like has to listen to anybody on what to do with the one piece story in fact you can't disagree with the man it's literally his way or probably i'd imagine you get removed as editor and there i feel a little bit conflicted on that a part of me feels like yo it's always good to have that second you know piece of advice that second thought of like somebody giving in you know a different perspective that you may not be able to see so on one hand i'm there like yeah, you know, having an editor, I, I get it. People wanting to be independent and feeling like, yo, I got this, I got this. But sometimes having somebody to give you just, you know, something to bounce off of or look at things in a different way or try something that you may not have tried is a pretty good thing. I think that it's a good thing. So that's on one side of things. But at the same time, it's not saying that there ain't no editors. It's just more so saying that they can't really disagree with Hiro Oda. So if Oda says, yo, dog, um Zoro's gonna be the one that happens to stumble into one piece then the editor really can't say like nah that's a terrible idea it, it just has to be Zoro stumbles into one piece like that's just how it has to go I feel a little mixed on that I think I'm also on one side of things looking at it like that is a great thing of the freedoms and liberties that Oda now has with his own story to be able to say and do whatever the heck he wants. I, I like that. I, you know, I like the fact that he's not tied down. He's not being told what to do. He's basically getting up and doing it. And probably what happens is maybe occasionally editors be like, hey, you ever thought about this? And Oda will decide from there either yay or nay. And <laughs> there's no back and forth moving forward from there. I wonder how that like business meeting went of like, ah, yes, I want no more telling me nothing i do my thing i'm i'm king kong in this motherfucker bro stop playing i'm oda okay i went wild with it with oda shout out to oda though uh but i'm very curious what you think about this you watching right now how do you feel about the fact that pretty much oda is you know final first last word on one piece uh, editors can no longer disagree with him on anything do you think that's a good thing it's a bad thing do you think that uh, or have you noticed anything in one piece in a while that makes you feel like yeah this is being manned by one guy at this particular point and it makes you look at it like wow it's because oda can do what he wants pretty much and shout outs to this editor torishima for kind of giving us this piece of information i mean on the one side of things you look at it like well why is he calling it a pity because at the end of the day it's always a really cool thing to see when and you know a creator has gotten to the point of being able to again do what they want to do <laughs> you know what i mean create the way they want to create without having to alter their vision but it's it's a fascinating conversation and i would love to know what you have to say about this and that's not to mention that apparently in 1997 oda had promised jump chief editor torishima who i think was this dude who complained that one piece was boring that if one piece sells well be sure to admit your defeat it sold very well, and at the following New Year's party, Oda asked him, I promised you something, right? Torishima replied, sure, you won. 
So it sounds like this dude, <laughs> as a follow-up to what we just talked about, may have been having issues with One Piece for a long time. Because if in 1997 he was complaining that One Piece was boring, and then all these years later he thought he was going to have his revenge by putting out the story like, yo, it's a shame, you know, this little whippersnapper thinks he could do whatever he wants now. <laughs> yeah, it might be some sort of uh, little rivalry that they have had for a while. Because, yeah, this is 1997, Torishima, what? I think is the same dude was complaining one piece was boring which i would say that there's not a point in one piece in all 1000 and whatever chapters 1093 94 chapters there's not a really boring point like there's moments you could say that is like slower than others because there's a lot of exposition and build-up but boring especially in 1997 like where are we at in 1997 you know we're just getting started so yeah torishima i think there's a little bit of salt in you, Torishima. Just a little bit, homie. A little bit salty there, mate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, shout-outs to Oda and Torishima. Moving forward, let's talk a little bit of that Kingdom. 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 In case you don't know, Kingdom is a very popular seinen manga that has been going on for quite some time. And we've hit some milestones with it because for starters, Kingdom has become the 20th manga series in history to surpass the 100 million copy circulation mark. If you don't know, again, there's only like 20 manga that have done it. And some of those include, of course, One Piece, Detective Conan, Attack on Titan, like, you know, those juggernauts. And you're probably thinking because there's a lot of people that never checked out Kingdom like, damn, dog. Kingdom really doing numbers like that? Yeah, it is beloved, and this has very little to do with its anime counterpart because most people were not big fans of the anime when it first launched because it had like a lot of CG and 3D. But we have a little bit more insight into Kingdom and how much it's rocking out. That apparently, Kingdom, in commemoration of reaching a massive 100 copies in circulation for volume 1 through 70, this is the first time a Shueisha published Seinen manga has achieved this. So, a Shueisha Seinen series has never even gotten to this landmark. To properly celebrate this, the first ever consecutive manga cover for Weekly Young Jump will happen in the two issues out November 16th and November 22nd. So, they're going to go back to back with i'm guessing kingdom the manga by yasuhisa hara started in september 2006 and weekly young jump and 17 years later in september 2023 it reached 100 million copies in circulation but initially initially see this is the thing where a lot of people you know when it comes to creating i'm not talking about just simply content creation but even that as well but when it comes to creating People don't see things like this because you see, whoa, it hit 100 million copies and it's a Seinen series. My God, that's the dream, right? But check this out. Maybe it'll inspire you if what you're doing right now isn't necessarily jumping off the gate immediately with massive success. Look at this. Initially, the series struggled to find attention. The very first volume had a print run of 25,000 copies. Mind you, this is back in 06. Manga is, you know, still selling pretty frequent this is before the internet really took over on top of that this is a shueisha series so if you were shueisha you're guaranteed to sell something something uh but it didn't really find much success the third volume had even less with only fifteen thousand print copies so by volume three 10,000 readers had dropped off the face of the planet. But the series steadily grew until becoming one of the best-selling manga in history and an incredible success story for Shueisha. 
and the anime seasons ran from 2012. Yeah, see, they recognized that after season two, they needed to change something because they did season one 2012, season two 2013, and then it took seven years <laughs> until 2020, which is ironic because that's when the pandemic was happening, for them to do another season. Season four was 2022, and season five, which I think has been announced as well, will be coming in 2024, and it's have three live action movies in 2019, 2022, and 2023. So Kingdom is a very big deal. And also, I guess it could inspire you as well. The fact that most people look at it like if you ever want to make a hit series that makes a lot of money and, you know, is wildly successful. You got to make the, the boy with a dream type of story. You got to make something really Shonen-esque. You know, you got to make a Demon Slayer or something like that. This is not any of that. This is a Seinen series and it surpassed 100 million sales, became an icon, did it without ever needing an anime, did it despite the fact that initially sales were kind of extremely low for it, like, and it grew and it, and it survived and it thrived and you could do that too. Whatever it is that you're trying to do, whatever you're trying to create, whatever you're trying to build, look at Kingdom, bro. It went from nothing to greatness and beyond, which... 25,000 and 15,000 ain't nothing, but you get what I'm saying. Salute to Kingdom, yeah! Moving forward, Don to Don fans, it's been rumored for quite some time, and some, you know, websites have been opened up, and a whole bunch of different things have happened that led a lot of people to believe that Don to Don's anime is not that far off. Don to Don, in case you don't know, I believe its editor is by the same editor as Chainsaw Man, also the creator of Don to Don, I think at one given point, had worked as an assistant under Chainsaw Man, so even, you know, before things really took off, a lot of people were interested in Don to Don, like, yo, you got some of the talent from Chainsaw Man minus Tatsuki Fujimoto on board on this thing. I've read a good chunk of it and it's fire. It's crazy. It's wild. But it says here, Don the Don by Yuki Nobu Tatsu will be receiving an important announcement that will attract the entire universe's attention on December. Yo, they're manifesting right now on December 16th, 2023 at Jump Festa 2024. So at Jump Festa is getting a giant like it has to be anime and I'm betting that the anime whatever studio they got if it is mappa if it's affordable if it's bones whoever it is i'm betting that they put a lot into this one because i think don the don it, it already has a pretty you know cult following fan base i think if you just give it that mainstream spotlight it's out of here as far as it's going to blow up it's going to be huge because don the don has a lot of that chaotic stuff that you got from chainsaw man i think in areas it dials it back in some areas it doesn't as far as like the sexual innuendo so i guess that'll be a hurdle that it has to overcome because it's like one big plot device that is kind of like what the hell but we'll see how it handles it either way it's getting an important announcement and i'm almost sure that december 16th we will be hearing that don the don is getting an anime and maybe trailer for it a little tease or something would be nice because yeah don the don we've been waiting a while for this bad boy i'm i'm a, I'm a don the don fan but only time will tell. Either way, Don the Don. I almost said anime announcement. But Don the Don announcement incoming soon. And it'll attract the entire universe's attention. Here we go. Moving forward, pretty big news. Apparently, Hajime no Ippo by George Morikawa has been added in English to the K-Manga Kodansha app. The first 10 volumes are available now. And new chapters will be added every week. And while that is cool that finally, you know, finally, legally, you can get your hands on some Hajime no Ippo manga. Finally! Considering the anime been out for ages, you know, this is a classic. It's like, what the hell? Finally! But I will say that, again, I don't know how much impact that's really going to have on anything. Considering the fact that K-Manga 
is really not it for most people. Like, I could go right now on the Shonen Jump app. I pay $3 a month. I get crazy access to everything from the One Piece, Naruto, Bleach, Hunter Hunter, Yu Yu Hakusho was just added. Like, there's a million things on there for $3. While this, you got to pay like a dollar a chapter. It's really, really wild. It's like, ain't nobody really trying to do all of that. And I feel like it's a great announcement, but it's going to a platform that... I don't know who's really in there reading like that. That Like, yeah, there's series, of course, that a lot of people would love to read. I don't know if a lot of people would love to read paying a dollar a chapter when, again, the competitors surrounding this app are all doing, like, $3 and you read 100 chapters. <laughs> Over there, $100 for 100 chapters. You get my drift. I don't think it's a great deal, but shout out to Hajime no Ippo. Hopefully they get it together over there because I'm sure there's a ton of people that would love to go read Hajime no Ippo from the beginning and that K-Manga sales with the tokens, all the weird stuff that they did over there is not it, fam. It's not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, fam. I'm sorry. Moving forward, apparently Manga Plus appears to be displaying in-app purchases information in both Apple and Play Store seemingly related to subscription plans. The platform announced a soon-to-come restructuring with further details in the future. On the Apple Store, the Manga Plus app has recently been updated with four in-app purchases, a standard $2 a month and a deluxe $5 a month. I don't know why those were repeated twice. Oh, okay, whatever. But either way, so there is going to be some sort of in-app purchases. There's a standard plan of $1.99. Okay, so it's really just two, $4.90. Either that or maybe there's a differentiating factor. Maybe it could be based on like a, a route that you want to go, something like that. But yeah, even with those plans or whatnot for this thing you know manga plus launching this maybe it could be that there's certain manga that you know you normally wouldn't get access to i doubt it's going to be like mature like adult content i don't think anybody's trying to get you know no hentai up in there you know what I'm um but yeah even with that being said that looking at deals like that that still destroys anything going back to the kodansha k manga situation like a dollar ninety nine, four ninety nine. I would still pay that any day of the week before I pay a dollar a chapter. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, uh, whatever they're gonna be launching, we're definitely gonna report on it when it gets announced. But it's still nothing to you know be like, oh no, this is horrible. I can't believe it. Like moving forward, in case you don't know, the writer's strike is finally over. That's right, people. After a strenuous few, I think it's been months now at this point, that the writer's strike has been going. It has come to an end with the writers getting, I believe, what they asked for or somewhere in the ballpark. Let's read. We got a little bit of information on the deets and we'll talk some more. Writers secured the following terms for streaming residuals. Studios provide the WGA details of a show's viewership, including total number of hours streamed worldwide. Foreign residuals are now based on the streaming service's number of foreign subscribers, a 76% increase. Studios must disclose to writers if any materials given to them have been generated by AI or incorporate AI-generated material. The WGA reserves the rights to assert that exploitation of writers' materials to train AI is prohibited by the agreement or other law. AI can't write or rewrite literary material, and AI generator materials will not be considered source material. A writer can choose to use AI, but the studio can't require the writer to use AI software. So uh, on the AI front, I'm very happy to hear that they got some rights secured on this thing because AI is a massive monster that is very much so an issue to look out for. Um, and in general, them getting residuals from the streaming services after all of the 
nightmares we've heard of like yo uh, Aaron Paul not getting a single residual for Breaking Bad being on Netflix despite the fact that dog I literally rewatched everything of Breaking Bad on Netflix because it was available like and I, that's that I've seen Breaking Bad multiple times and I was like yo it's on here let's go and Aaron Paul gets nothing from that that is terrible so the fact that they're now finally going to be introducing residuals that is a great great thing and overall hold on real a clap now i would love to see the same scenario introduced into the music industry i think the music industry absolutely desperately needs this type of case where like yo get all of the biggest artists get you know taylor swift get drake get everybody you can and put them together go on i don't know you call it a a musical strike whatever you want to do to get something like this where dog the the amount that in particular streaming like i think the biggest thing that needs to be put on strike is regarding streaming like yo dog come on fam streaming is outrageously disgusting when it comes to artists you get like 0.003 of a penny per stream like you got to get like a hundred thousand two hundred thousand streams just to make a couple hundred bucks like it is ridiculous where you got billions of streams and not have you know millions of dollars which would rightfully be yours and if we were back in the days before streaming became a thing people had to buy the physical cd to get the music now they just literally go and they pay you know 4.99 or whatever the case may be for one of these apps one of these streaming services and they listen to your entire catalog non-stop and you get pennies on the not even pennies on the dolly you get a third of a penny of it's disgusting and i hope that the music industry follows suit look if it worked for the writers yes if all of the biggest artists came together and said yo we're not putting out no music in fact we're threatened we're gonna take our music off your services see what happens now they will take a big blow and it could do something great for artists to come come on taylor swift drake y'all up do something make make something happy you know what i'm saying jay get involved jay-z come on bro y'all can do it beyonce help out there's artists that you know are to come artists that are being born right now that one day could really utilize and could really use being you know in an industry that is more pro artists especially on the streaming side of things so it would be dope to see but shout outs to the writers guild um making it happen just to clarify real quick i believe the writers strike is over i'm not sure about the actors and what's going on with that because i know i mentioned aaron paul and he's an actor or whatnot so yeah just want to be clear on that that the writer's strike is over but i'm not so sure if that also includes the actors or whatnot we will get back on that Moving forward, an update on Shonen Jump's big hit. Shonen Jump's new hit that is just rocking the world right now. In case you ain't heard of it, it's called Kagura Bachi. It started off as a meme, and while the memes are still going heavily strong, it has geared this series' popularity like no other. Because apparently, Kagura Bachi is performing pretty well in Jump Plus. It's the best performing manga for a non-veteran since Blue Box and Ruri Dragon. And that is a very good thing because Ruri Dragon exploded. And as of when I took this information, it was at number 5 on the top manga of Manga Plus with 584,000 readers. And to give you guys a further update just fairly recently, and I don't know if there's an update since then, but Kagurabachi is now number four. It has surpassed Boruto 2 Blue Vortex in readership with 619,118 reads with only two chapters. It might be that it's, you know, a false, you know what I'm saying, uh, boost with all these memes and whatever else is going on that got this series popping like it is thus far because this is unheard of, but 
that is crazy to see and it makes me question that if it doesn't do well if it doesn't pull well if the japanese don't really care for it over there in japan will shonen jump be like yo maybe they don't care but clearly over there in the, in the west they love this so if it doesn't do well in japan will they decide to keep it in the magazine anyways will they transfer it to jump plus because this is huge like yo this is a brand new manga that just surpassed Boruto 2 Blue Vortex. And people don't understand that. Boruto, there may be issues with fandoms having a certain feeling towards it for not being Naruto. But Boruto is one of the most popular manga out there. Especially over here in the West. Make no mistake about it. So for Kagurabachi to do this, this is crazy, bro. Crazy. I saw a meme the other day that I couldn't help but laugh my ass off. It was like Peter Griffin saying, oh, holy crap, Lois, I'm Kagurabachi. I was like, what? This is too good to be true. It's so funny. <laughs> Kagurabachi trolling its way to the top. I love to see it. Let's do it. Moving forward, quick update for Black Clover fans. There's a new illustration from Yuki Tabata for Black Clover. I believe this is for some sort of jump anniversary special. And Tabata hasn't lost a step. This illustration of Asta looks great. He's holding up the number three. Or maybe he's doing West Side. I don't know. Maybe he's doing West Side, yo. But either way, um, salute to Tabata. We're glad to see that he's still in good spirits. And I'm imagining if we're getting this piece of art, it's probably because he's working very hard and diligently to get that next chapter up and get it in Jump Giga. So I'm excited to see what goes down with that. But figured I'd give you guys something because Black Clover has been extremely dry ever since it's been removed from the pages of Weekly Shonen Jump. Tabata's still going and... This piece of art looks pretty awesome. Moving forward, we got a quick update for the author of Full Metal Alchemist, Hiromu Arakawa. In case you don't know, homie got a new manga out right now called The Omi no Sugai. And from the first few chapters that I read of it, it's pretty fuego if I do say so myself. However, it's uh, gaining a bit of traction and gaining a bit of notoriety already. Because according to this, it says, Fantasy action manga, Yomi no Sugai, by Full Metal Alchemist creator, Hiromu Arakawa, has won the seventh edition of Sutaya's Comic Award 2023. Volume 6 will be out January 12, 2024. A special edition with a 32-color page full-color extra booklet will be available too. And I'm actually really excited to get back into this one because this one right here, again, it's the author of Fumoto Alchemist, one of the most revered and highly critically acclaimed anime manga out there. And yeah, again, I read the first few chapters and it was looking like it's pretty awesome. So shout-outs to uh, Hiromu Arakawa gaining an award already with this one. It looks like we got a hit. Not to mention sales for this one has been pretty awesome as well. But Shoutouts to Hiromu Arakawa. Moving forward, So So No Freer and anime confirmed to be two consecutive cores starting this Friday with a two-hour special opening episode or... By the time you're watching this, it might be out already. Yeah, because air date is September 29th, 2023, all the way through to March 2024. And this is by Studio Madhouse, which I'm shocked beyond belief to see. Studio Madhouse? What the heck? When's the last time Madhouse did anything? I, I, from what I remember, like, big-wise, the people talking about it, the last big, big thing that they did by themselves, I want to say, was uh, No Guns Life. So to see that they're back at it with a series that... The manga of Soso no Freren is really, really popular. Like, it is very popular. So to see that, it is actually getting an anime by Madhouse. And Madhouse is the one that's going to reap the benefits from it. Maybe this could be a resurgence of Madhouse. I think Madhouse is long overdue. I know a lot of employees from Madhouse back in the day had kind of left them to go to Studio Mappa. So that's why Madhouse hasn't been the same. But yeah, I'm here for it. Let's go, Madhouse. 
Madhouse making a big return with a big anime and with a two-hour opening special episode. I'm, I might talk about that over on my main channel for Neverworld. Let's do it. Moving forward, we got new Naruto illustration art by Masashi Kishimoto to commemorate the 30th anniversary of Jump Books. And yeah, it looks pretty cool. looks pretty dope. Again, we got the one from Yuki Tabata for Black Clover from Asta. And now we got one of Naruto. And Kishimoto, don't don't lose a step. It always makes me wish, like, damn, the whole if we could just get more of his art too. Like, I know he's somewhat involved in the Boruto manga. We don't know to what extent, but I know he's somewhat involved in the Boruto manga. I would love to get a little bit more of the Look at that, bro. He still got it, Naruto! Moving forward. So, in case you don't know, the Berserk manga is continuing on despite the fact that uh, we lost the late, great Kentaro Miura, the author and creator and artist and all of that jazz of the Berserk manga. We lost him two years back. The manga returned with new people essentially continuing his work. And by new people, it's literally people that were very close to him. His team that he had established throughout the years, Studio Gaga. And somebody that is very much so at the helm of this whole situation of creating the continuation to the Berserk manga recently spoke out. And here is what homie had to say. Message from Mr. Mori. I would like to thank you for picking up a copy of Berserk Volume 42. So this was from Berserk Volume 42, like an you know, editorial message, so to speak, or an author comment. From here on, this is Berserk without Miura. Naturally, it will be incomplete. That feels a little odd to say, considering like, hey, aren't you guys continuing? It's not necessarily complete. Maybe he meant more so naturally it will feel incomplete. I don't know. Some might find it difficult to accept. Even I have that feeling. As a manga artist and a fan, I am the Miura fundamentalist and admirer, but as the person who was closest to Miura and his best friend, I cannot let go of the story that Miura tried to draw. I hope you will forgive me. The staff and people in charge of Gaga are all working very hard to preserve Berserk by Miura. Each and every book that will be published from now on is the crystallization of such feelings. To everyone who loves Berserk, please watch over them, and if possible, I would be very happy if you could support them so that they can run through to the end and i'm definitely going to support simply because one i love berserk so much and again these are people that would like for example he starts off you know his best friend closest to him uh these are people that know mira's original vision it's not just fly by night guys that were hired to carry it on and milk money um i'm imagining that they know how berserk is supposed to end so even though it won't be by kentaro mira's hands himself i feel like within spirit they are kind of, you know, being instruments, so to speak, for Miura to carry out his grand finale. So definitely I want to support. I need to catch up to There's just so much good anime and manga out there I need to catch up to. But either way, yeah, this was a very interesting message to get to hear that, like, yo, these are the people that are in charge of Berserk moving forward. And you can make up your mind if you decide to continue with it after where Miura left off or decide, you know what? It's not me or it's not for me. Again, for me personally, I think I'm going to keep on going just because, yo, it's, you know what I'm saying? The people that knew Mira and there's already been multiple chapters that have been released since, you know, Mira's last chapter that he drew. And, you know, the art isn't really that far off. And from what I've been told, the story is pretty freaking awesome still. So... Yeah. Moving forward, quick update. My Hero Academia will be on break next week in Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 45 and will resume in issue number 46 as scheduled. That's par for the course. No need to, you know, throw a tantrum or anything, folks. It's at the very least good and as always great to hear that authors are getting breaks considering they, they work like slave ships and whatnot, 21 hours a day and stuff. So kudos to Horikoshi getting that break. 
then following that, we got Haikyuu by Haruichi Furudate has reached 60 million copies in circulation. And of course, they're going to report on that as the movies come on the horizon, the finale of Haikyuu. And damn, 60 million copies, bro, from the days of people saying that sports manga, sports anime aren't it. They don't sell well. Nobody cares about sports. 60 million copies, bro. 60 million. That's little over well that, that's 60 percent pretty much uh, if i'm not mistaken of like slam dunk right isn't slam dunk at like 100 no i'm bugging i think slam dunk is like 300 million I, i'm i'm tripping but 60 million is a crazy number shout out to haiku because at the end of the day you told people you know 15 years ago that there was going to be a volleyball manga that sold 60 million copies nobody would believe you but here we are since we're on the topic of sales we got an update on the new manga or the latest manga from the creator of Katekyo Hit Mary Born Akira Amano with her Ron Komonohashi deranged detective and that has reached 1 million copies in circulation with 12 volumes I keep it honest with you in terms of like comparatively to like all of its other series out there and jump and whatnot which I don't think this isn't jump I think this is either jump plus or some quarterly publication it's definitely not weekly shonen jump so in comparison to like all of its other contemporaries and whatnot sure these sales aren't impressive by any means but I think it's pretty cool to do a million sales and at the end of the day uh there's an anime incoming for Ron Komonohashi and Akira Mano's art style is bar none one of the most interesting and really dope art styles out there. So salute to Akira Amano. And I'm hoping with this anime adaptation, sales definitely go up. Because, yeah, I really rock with Akira Amano. I trust her. I'm going to definitely start up on Ron Komonohashi with the anime. I think I read like the first chapter a while back. Can't really remember much. But, yeah, um, Ron Komonohashi, 1 million copies, 12 volumes. There's a new... TV PV for Spy Family's anime season 2. The opening ending have been revealed. The opening is Kura Kura by Otto. And the ending is Todome no Ichigeki by Vondi featuring Corey Wong. And y'all already know that season is about to do numbers. I need to finish season 1 so I could get up on that. But yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for that. It's such a wholesome thing, man. Like these are the things that I'm starting to more be invested in and interested in. Of like, yo, yeah, there's a little bit of a heavy situation to the whole scenario, so to speak. And in terms of like, you know, the characters, each of them have their different secrets. But overall, it's wholesome. Overall, it's a beautiful thing to watch. And again, it's for any ages. So shout out to Spy Family. Looking forward to catching up and hopping into season 2 with the rest of y'all moving forward a big announcement and i am going to interject my bias onto this one but ayakashi triangle by kentaro yabuki has ended today with chapter 144 and this was on september 24th at shonen jump plus's app the series will be releasing its final volume 16 on december 4th 2023 and i'm gonna be honest with you one, I am not broken up about this by any stretch of the imagination. I have felt like ever since I think it was a year or two ago where I saw certain panels from Ayakashi Triangle, there was this one chapter in particular that was so disgusting and so disturbing that they literally immediately removed it from North America's Shonen Jump and immediately like it got removed from even Japanese Jump and was put on Jump Plus. I feel like this series, uh, certain aspects of it are just completely repulsive and i lost all interest once i saw that certain 
page panel and the few things that they had from that chapter in general. And yeah, a lot of people felt the same way because clearly, you know, it got removed from <laughs> English Jump. It got removed from uh, Jump in Japan. And now it ended, which it was doing pretty decent in sales. So for it to end abruptly out of nowhere, Kentaro Yabuki, considering this isn't like some big grandiose story, right? It's one of those stories that it's just like the author doing whatever he wants to do. It's not like this concise you know deep complex plot um so i'm not really broken up about it and personally i think another reason why it actually ended was because of all the backlash and constantly losing a lot of mainstream appeal from getting removed in all of these different markets and whatnot so i think kentaro yabuki made a mistake when he started to go off the deep end with some of the nastiness that he was portraying in some of those chapters and i'm sure there's some fans out there that are going to try to defend it i don't care um again like i said i'm interjecting my opinion on this piece right here uh i was not a fan of this manga at all once i saw what was going on in there and i'm not broken up about it ending just got to keep it honest with you i mean i hope kentaro yabuki can make something else that isn't repulsive like what he did with this one but yeah ayakashi triangle ends with chapter 144 moving forward we got a new key visual for dr stone new world that starts broadcast october 12th 2023 and this image looks really cool but i gotta say that homie on the left looks like a mixture of sukuna from jujutsu kaisen with like i don't know warred from fairy tale the tree dude or something like it's a very interesting combo and at the same time like maybe even looks a little like i don't know owner zeph or something <laughs> from one piece but shout outs to this i need to get back up on dr stone i need to get up on uh season three i i'm i think at season two still I, well i finished season two but yeah promo art looks cool then we got an update for haikyuu haikyuu final movie part one decisive battle at the garage dump key visual so we actually have a key visual why the hell is homie with a giant knife and yeah what the hell hinata has a knife in his hand as well back there what's going on here movie scheduled to premiere february 16 2024 but a little cray cray if you ask me on that promo or i don't think they would dare do something like that over here in the west because it's like yo dog you're having people jumping at each other with knives i get it it's a volleyball series so if you know you know but what about if you don't know you know what i mean a little crazy are they throwing knives or are they playing volleyball you know moving forward big big update and an announcement that nobody saw coming at very least i didn't see coming devil may cry gets new animated series produced by capcom with castlevania's adi shankar during Netflix gaming and merch-oriented Drop 01 online event earlier, the first look was revealed for the new Devil May Cry animated series by Netflix. Capcom and producer Adi Shankur, in conjunction with Studio Mur, older anime fans will also remember the 2007 anime adaptation of Devil May Cry, produced by Madhouse. The first teaser trailer for the new series is featured... And yeah, a lot of people are talking about it. And I remember people saying that the original Devil May Cry anime was a bit disappointing. I think that this one might knock people's socks off. And it's cool. I always find it interesting when game turned anime thing can actually be like palatable and actually work out. Because oftentimes people is like when you're switching genres or you're switching mediums or whatnot, it can be a little tricky. But I remember very vividly that the story for Devil May Cry's original trilogy, one through three, was just, oh, 
Like after that, Devil May Cry 4 was dope. I think that was when they introduced Nero. And then they did what? DMC. They tried to trash the whole franchise and that didn't go well. And then they did DMC 5. But Devil May Cry 1 through 3 for me was just... I have so many good memories. Especially the fact that I used to play it with my sister. And I remember my sister just going to town playing Devil May Cry. And I think she was the one that actually beat Part 3. So very good memories with Devil May Cry. And it's really dope to see that they're actually making in... An anime that people are excited about. The Devil May Cry games have been one of Capcom's most successful video game series since the first entry's debut in 2001 for the PS2. Series fans are Pentology of Games initially created and overseen by game director Hideki Kamiya that combined for lifetime sales of 27 million units as of 2011 and a critically polarizing reboot undertaken by Capcom without Kamiya's direct involvement in 2010. <laughs> yeah, DMC. Uh, Capcom's Dante has also been featured outside of the franchise and other video games from Atlas and Inclusion in Shin Megami Tensai Nocturne under an agreement for Kazuma Kaneko's design work on the third game in the Devil May Cry series, as well as inclusion in PlayStation versions of the Beautiful Joe game series, also created by Kamiya. And I'm here for it. Let's go. Devil May Cry. I love me some of them games. Moving forward, Shonen Jump announces Jump Assemble mobile game for 20. 24. Eight popular characters are already on the roster with more to be announced and I'm not sure if this is yeah this is actually the visual that they got for it. Okay so let's take a look before we continue. They got on the far left they got Mosh Burn Dead from Marshall Magic and Muscles. That's crazy that they're starting off with a newbie on the roster. Alright we got Yuji from Jujutsu Kaisen. Let's go. We got of course Naruto. Hey we got Luffy from One Piece. Goku Dragon Ball. Bleach Ichigo. That's dope that they recognize they have the four most popular you know the big three and dragon ball all at the forefront and then they got you know the big dogs that exploded in recent years they got tanjiro demon slayer still sometimes stay puzzled like yo 100 million sales bro and and homie just dipped off into the sunset and then they got andy from undead unluck so they got two of the super ultra newbies on the far right and far left they got two of the smash hits of the new gen with demon slayer and jujutsu kaisen they got the big three there naruto one piece and bleach and dragon ball that is a pretty impressive lineup to start i'm not gonna lie in 2018 namco bandai released the video game jump force a fighting game that let you pit shonen jump heroes and villains against each other in a unique setting if you're hungry for even more well a lot of people didn't really like that game but that's a different topic you're in luck a new mobile game will let you and your friends take control of your favorite manga heroes today dna announced the upcoming release of jump assemble a mobile game in which characters from weekly shonen jump titles pair off in 5v5 matches so far the series confirmed for inclusion are again the ones that we listed martial magic and muscles jujutsu kaisen naruto one piece dragon ball bleach demon slayer undead unluck and yeah, I'm really excited for this. I mean, I personally would have preferred a, you know, console game. And that was actually, you know, a little bit more exciting than what they did with the mechanics of Jump Force. But let's see what they do. I remember there was one mobile game that they had that they discontinued it. I don't even think they ever brought it to the West where they had like all sorts of different Jump heroes. And it was like Super Smash Brothers style. I missed that game. That game was fun. Moving forward, Naruto X Boruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections game trailer previews battles and original stories with over 130 playable characters spanning both Naruto and the Boruto series. Bandai Namco promises a whopping 130 playable characters including 10 brand new ninja when Naruto X Boruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections launches this November. In addition to covering story highlights from past series, the latest entry introduces a special original story mode that brings legendary ninja together in a tale that spans time. And yeah, they got a new trailer for it i think it was like 
it spanned multiple different ones. Like, I saw the trailer at one point was, like, 11 minutes or something. Like, a lot of really cool stuff. I just want to play the game already. <laughs> For me personally, it's like, yo, all of that hype, the marketing, the Naruto Top 99 trailer, all of that stuff is good. The announcements, everything. I just want to play it already. Like, between reliving all the old storms and hopping into all the new content and everything that they updated with the mechanics with Storm Connections. I'm ready, fam. I'm ready. And of course, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections hits the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, S, Nintendo Switch, and PC via Steam on November 17th, 2023. Let's go, baby. Next up, Sandland Games shares story trailer teases original character. And we got like a little visual right here from it, which I can't remember. I guess those like some of the mountain villains or whatnot. During Tokyo Game Show 2023, Bandai Namco took a moment to show off more of its upcoming Sandland game. The new story trailer has made its way online since, complete with English subtitles and closing out with a brief peek at an original character. And if in case you don't know about this, first of all, this is a game based off of an anime, based off of a manga that was originally created by Kira Toriyama, the creator of Dragon Ball. 50 years ago, the hubris of humankind combined with natural disasters transformed the world into a desert. Think like this is North Star. Join the fiend prince Beelzebub, demon thief, and human sheriff Rao as they search for the legendary spring to restore water to Sandland. Uh, there's no release date for it, but it will be hitting the P5, P4, Xbox Series X, S, and PC. Next up, Kingdom Anime rides into Season 5 on January 6, 2024. This January, we'll see the Kingdom Anime continue forth with the date for the 5th season of the adaptation of Yasuhitsa, Hada's Warring States epic manga confirmed, alongside a new key visual featuring the members of the side, Kan Kitai, including the great general himself. And we got a new preview image or a new key visual image, and it looks pretty freaking awesome. And wow, you know, from... The fact that it started in 2012, people really didn't like it because of the CGI and all that stuff to actually being like still going and it looks like it picked up in popularity. Then the manga being passing 100 million sales, pretty awesome stuff. And again, an example of even if, you know, the aesthetics wise isn't the most pleasing, if the internal is great, then it'll thrive. So shout outs to Kingdom. Next up, Netflix's One Piece dominates services top five in its fourth week it looks like one piece is celebrating another week at the top if you did not know the live action adaptation of Ichiro Oda's hit series has taken over the fandom since its debut at the end of August Netflix's one piece has become a must watch for fans and newcomers alike so of course you'll be happy to hear the live action series is still ruling Netflix according to a new report by Netflix one piece is still well within Netflix's top five in its fourth week the show just landed in third place with 6.2 million views over the past seven days more than 46 million hours of one piece were streamed in the past week so it's safe to say that the show is still riding high of course the latest reports show a slight slip in netflix's numbers for one piece in its first three weeks the adaptation came in first place on netflix to date the show has brought in a massive 54 million views and 407 plus million hours streamed it goes without saying the eight episode tv series has captured fans so it's hardly surprising netflix already of course ordered a second season and yeah honestly uh, i've said it many times if you haven't checked it out i did a big review over on my other channel for Neverworld where I talked about uh, the you know first season of the Netflix One Piece live action. It's pretty freaking good. <laughs> you should check it out even if you don't know about One Piece. If you don't like One Piece, I think you might like this. So salute to the uh, live action. Moving forward, we got a little sneak peek for Bleach Thousand and Blood War episode 25. By the time you're watching this, I think it might be out or just about 
to be released. Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War is gearing up for one of his biggest twists yet. The anime has been working through its second core since July, and now Bleach is eager to close shop for the year. That means another core finale is on the horizon. Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War is taking a step closer to that end with a peek at episode 25. As you can see below, the team behind Bleach posted a first look at episode 25 with some images of Yuha Baha, some of the Royal Guards, the Squad Zero, Ishida, and it looks like it's going to be marvelous. The art looks just gorgeous. Oh, this season of Bleach has been so good. And uh, definitely check out my other channel for Neverworld and subscribe over there and, and, you know, hit that bell and all that jazz because I will be doing a grand season overview for the Bleach Styles and Blood War because it's been... It's been a treat, to say the least, uh, with many aspects. Not perfect, but it's been awesome in a lot of areas. Moving forward, Netflix's One Piece star proves they can pull off Luffy's Wano look. Netflix's One Piece has proven itself to both fans and critics. After decades of struggle, Hollywood released an unmitigated hit with a live-action adaptation of Eiichiro Oda's manga. With the new season on the horizon, One Piece fans are eager to see how One Piece series gets into adapting Oda's tale. After all, Inaki Ogwe has been traveling to and from Japan as of late, and it was there he decided to give Kendo a shot. And there's an image of basically him donning like some traditional Japanese attire. And they kind of like to compare it to an image of Luffy and some classic like uh, samurai attire. And yeah, I mean, why not? I'm, I'm here for it. Let's go. Yeah. Of course, this tease immediately sent One Piece readers into a tizzy. It's no secret. One Piece anime manga drew fans globally with its Wano saga. Story brings Luffy and a straw hat gang to an isolated island. And is there they must find a way to free Wano from Kaido's grip. The land is based on Japan and much of its history. So we see plenty of samurai. And while Luffy mostly dons a yukata of sorts, the Wano saga does turn him into a samurai at one point. In case you're wondering what Inaki Godoy would look like if he tried to dress like Luffy as he looks in the manga right now, you know. Moving forward, Blame Creator announces new series. Ooh, Manga creator Sutomu Nihei has spent decades weaving some intense stories in the medium, including the likes of Wolverine's Nick for Marvel, Blame, and Knights of Sidonia, to name a few. Nihei even had the opportunity to create a story with the Halo universe via Halo-breaking quarantine, and it looks like the mangaka is aiming to stretch his wings even further. Announced to start this fall, Tower Dungeon will be Nihei's latest series that aims to present a young farmer with a very difficult quest to accomplish. Nihei has garnered quite a bit of success in recent years thanks to a partnership with Netflix as the streaming service bought both Blame and Knights of Sidonia's anime adaptations to its library. Netflix ran into some controversy, however, as Knights of Sidonia's rights were lost by the streaming service and acquired by Funimation, bringing both the series and its film to the platform. Blame's original anime film from 2017 remains a part of Netflix's roster, and if you haven't had the opportunity to check it out, there's, yeah, it's basically about inside a vast self-replicating city bent on eliminating all life. Mysterious loner Killy emerges to guide a remnant of humanity desperate to survive. It kind of feels very Matrix-esque if you're curious. And if you like The Matrix, which you should check out The Matrix, highly recommend. It's a pretty interesting series uh, or interesting series of movies. It's a trilogy. Oh, well, they added a fourth one. Man. We don't we don't talk about that fourth one. Nah. Unless you want to talk about that book that was written by uh, the woman that that allegedly made the matrix the mother of the matrix there anyway blame kodansha recently released a first look at sutomo nihei's next big manga series 
arriving this fall in Tower Dungeon, focusing on an evil sorcerer kidnapping a princess and locking her away inside a mysterious tower. The job of saving her will fall to the protagonist that you might not expect. Alongside the series confirmation, Monthly Shonen Series also released a first look at the art that will be employed for the upcoming manga. And looking at the art, from what I could gather so far, it looks okay. It doesn't look crazy by any means, but it looks pretty decent. I'm interested in actually checking it out. And the series will begin October 26, 2023, with monthly series releasing a breakdown of the plot, yada yada yada. Moving forward, Bleach Creator teases the intense schedule behind Core 2's finale. Bleach Thousand of Blood War is once again aiming to bring a core to a close. The second round of the earth-shattering fight featuring the Soul Society and the Stern Ritter has given anime fans some of the biggest moments of the Supernatural Shonen series to date. And Separation is aiming to end things with a bang. Following Ichigo Kurosaki's major loss against the Watch, the head of the Vanden Rake during the first quarters of the Thousand of Blood War, the substitute Soul Reaper returned to the battlefield. Thanks to his intense training, Ichigo has been able to demonstrate some serious spiritual pressure and facing multiple members of the Stern Ritter at once. In a recent discussion with fans, Kubo discussed episode 24 of the Blood Wars anime adaptation, stating what he personally oversaw in the latest episode. He said, this week, I oversaw the additional scenes at the beginning of episode 24 and the addition of additional events for the Royal Guards. This time, it's my turn to show them off, which thankfully, because I felt like the manga could have done a little bit better with them. And I love that scene in the beginning where you got Ichibe and uh, Yuhabaha there uh, having a power struggle. And we see how Ichibe kind of back in the days put him down for the count and got rid of a very strong power of his. So that was a pretty awesome scene to add. The creator of the Soul Society then hinted at the big finale for separation and the work that he personally put into the two episode special. As for next week's two episodes, I worked a lot on them and they are the two episodes I have worked on the most since the beginning of the entire season second season moving forward kinukuman new anime will be animated by production ig the new anime will be a continuation of the previous arc the new arc will be titled perfect origin arc and the air date is 2024 who the hell watched the the last arc like this is starting to be a little annoying because they do this with baki the grappler as well with like the new baki anime that is like 90% of people don't have access to watching the original and I, I'm sure there's very very few people that have watched the original Kinukuman that is going to watch this new one like I guess they're just hoping that you just forget about all of that don't even know about all that and just jump right into where they put you I don't like that I like you know give us from the beginning unless it's like you know if it was a year or two ago that the anime sure even four years five years but Kinukuman is a pretty significantly older anime that they're like, yeah, uh, it's going to continue from where the last arc. Like, what are you talking about? Who watched the last arc, dog? Shoutouts to the success that it's had and all that, but that's ridiculous to me. I don't like that. Moving forward, it appears Google Drive is actively monitoring and data mining manga pages and locking users' accounts if the AI determines it violates their TOS. This comes off the heels of a viral tweet yesterday where a user revealed their account was locked because it had adult doujin content that appeared to violate Google's rules so yeah if you got some uh, illegal panels or <laughs> if you got some manga stored on your drives look out for that yeah okay people and let's slow it down with the weekly shonen jump author comments starting off with two on ice elk itsumo i'm imagining this is a newer series i'm always doing stories about two people and for my first series i plan to tell their story until the end right on right on we got Takeru Hokazono, Kagurabachi's author. Shoutouts to Kagurabachi. When my serialization started, I got some goldfish for the studio. They're a great help for the art. 
And they're cute. <laughs> Salute to Kagurabachi. We kagurabachi out this piece, bro. Uh, New Age Exorcist, Kotakawe. I got some advice from my editor, and I'm working out the area of the body with the most muscle, my thighs. Okay. <laughs> Mission Yozakura Family's Hitsuji Gandaira. The legendary meal set of ramen, gyoza, and fried rice at Hidakaya. My stomach may be trash, but it's still got some fight left in it. Sakamoto Days Yuto Suzuki. I want to go see a recording of the Niketsu Variety Show. I want to see some comedians perform live. Entertainings are amazing. Shout outs to comedy. We got Eichiro Oda, creative One Piece. My first Dreams Come True live performance in four years was powerful, as expected, and gave me a lot of energy. What a show. Akane Banashi's Takamasa Moe. The Japanese national team has beaten Germany twice in a row. Who could have predicted an error like this? My Hero Academia's Kohei Horikoshi. I received a star naming gift for Genus. We might be able to create some constellations soon. Koji Mira Blue Box. Why are Yakisoba food carts so darn delicious? I wish there was a festival every week. Uh, Gege Akutami Jujutsu Kaisen. There was a week off in between, so it seems like I forgot to make a chapter. Did you? Did you forget to make a chapter? I mean, what, are you, what are you doing here? Mama Yuyu Yoshihiko Hayashi. I can't handle the seeds in the Shichimi 7 Spice Blend, so I buy Ichimi, the one spice kind. Can't they release a Sanmi with about three spices? Kill Blue Tadatoshi Fujimaki. I had a leg hair so long and straight that it freaked me out when I touched it. I said, ooh, out loud. <laughs> Uh, Kenta Shinohara from Witch Watch. There's a pop-up show at Tower Records in Shibuya. Go check out all the limited edition merch. That's crazy. There's still Tower Records. What 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 happened to Tower Records in the West? Yo, streaming, bro. Get get streaming out of here, bro. What? Cypher Academy's Yuji Iwasaki. An illustration I made for the old Twitter links up to this chapter. What a surprise. Undead Unluck, Yoshifumi Tezuka. I love Cobra and Lady and the Boy. Rest in peace, Buichi Terasawa Sensei. The elusive samurai Yusei Masui is getting harder and harder to move around in my room. Well, this is what happens during a serialization. <laughs> in Roboko's uh, Shuhei Miyazaki, it's been a while since the clothes I used to wear don't fit anymore, but I refuse to throw them away in order to encourage myself to be able to wear them once again. Put a little weight on. It's okay. It's okay, Omi. It's okay. Martial Master Asumi Kawada, I worked just as hard as I did on my previous series on extras for the graphic novels. I included some commentary too. Ichinose Family, Deli Sins, Tizen 5, the seasons are changing, so beware of sudden shifts in temperature. I'd add in a mood. That's just a side note from me, Tim. Please enjoy chapter 42. Okay. And Icehead Gill by Equal Hachia. I went to a cat cafe and ended up having the whole place to myself. I had a cat toy, so I was very popular. Those kitties' foreheads were so soft, and it being at the bottom of the ranks is not a good sign considering it's a newbie, but yeah. Equal Hachia, Icehead Gill. And that was the Weekly Shonen Jump author comments. Let's move to the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of Joseph underscore K. Let's do it! Uh, places 50 through 41. One Piece 106 still in the top 50 with 10.5K this week, bringing it sort of to 1.6. Chainsaw Man still holding on into the top 50 at 49, with only 15 doing 10.6, bringing us total to 389.8. We got Mystery Tolo Nakari Volume 12. Damn, that's a... Didn't that just debut, like, top of the line? How the hell is it already down to place 48? That's very interesting. 10,700 bringing us total 483. I almost want to call cap on those first week sales or something because that is a ridiculous, like, astronomical drop for a new volume. Wait, is this a new volume? Or is this an old volume? Maybe this is an old volume that's charting again. Maybe I'm bugging. I don't know because that's... 
a little wild. Probably that's an older volume that's charting, hopefully. We got Hanako-kun in 24 days doing 12.2 or doing 12.2 this week. And in 24 days, 113.3. We got Eden Zero, Hiromashima's latest ongoing work, volume 28. In four days, 12.2K. If rumors are true that he is, you know, uh, considering ending Eden Zero to go full-time into um, Dead Rock, I would suggest it because at this point, 12.2 for an author of Hiromashima's caliber. If he's having fun and he's happy, then by all means, keep it going. But yeah, I don't know if that at this point would be like reason enough to be like, yo, dog, is it 12.2 in a full week? It may have done like 20-ish or something like that. It might be cause to, you know, say goodbye to Hiromashima stuff. I don't know. But yeah, that's uh, Eden Zero's latest volume. We got Soso No Fear Volume 11 Limited Edition in 3 days, 12.4K. We got JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 9 Volume 1 at 35 in 31 days, uh, 231K with 12.9. Shoutouts to JoJo, still selling, bro. I like to see it. I like to see it. We got places 30 through 21. And let's see here at 25, we got Jujutsu Kaisen Volume 23 with 17.1 this week, bringing his total to 1.3 million copies okay 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 we got places 20 through 11 let's see here we got sakamoto days volume 13 and 17 days 85.3 with 19.4k this week not bad not bad not bad we got blue lock there we go i haven't seen blue lock on the charts in a little bit uh volume 26 limited edition in four days 23.4k okie dokie and we got top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10. At number 9, Iruma-kun, volume 34. In 11 days, 120K with 39.7K total. Or 39.7 this week. We got... Oh, Blue Lock episode of Nagi, volume 3. In 4 days, 89.2K. Not bad. Those spinoff volumes be doing numbers. Uh, we got Yomi no Sugai, volume 5. This is the latest manga and the latest volume from the latest manga of the author Fumaro Alchemist. In 6 days, 111.6k. Again, you, you can definitely consider it a bona fide hit. And number 4, Mystery Lo Mystery 2 Lonakare, volume 13. In 10 days, 117 point or... In 10 days, 295K with 117 this week. Soso No Friere in volume 11 in 3 days, 137K. Big, big, big numbers. Uh, we got the Slime Series, volume 24 in 10 days, almost 300K with 144 this week. And debuting at number 1 in 4 days, 160.7K, Blue Lock, volume 26. That cover is very fascinating to say the least. I can't wait to watch more Blue Lock. But yeah, definitely very interesting top 50 this week. Yes, people, that's all we have for this episode. Thanks for watching. I am Tim. And as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule. Anime and manga for life, boy. Have an awesome day. Peace in. You guys just watched another episode of Forever Make sure to subscribe and hit that bell if you haven't so you can get updates. And also, check out my new album, The Rise of Tim Roosevelt, out now on all streaming platforms. The Rise of Tim Roosevelt. Thank you very much. This is for my day one. My day one. This is for my day one. My day one.
I would like to thank each and every person that has taken time to listen and provide feedback for my new album that is out right now, The Rise of Tim Roosevelt. You can listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, pretty much anywhere you get your music, you can listen to it. Link in the description below so you could go check it out for yourself. Thank you so much and let's keep on rocking out, you know?